Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yeah. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. I'm playing a game. Hello and welcome back to Core, everybody. This is Core talking about video games like we do each and every time we show up together. That's uh, Scott Johnson here, Bo Schwartz there, and John Jagger over there. And uh, we're just going to dive right in this week with uh, what's going on in the world of video games and not in Heroes of the Storm, even though we're going to play that later. A few of you probably are just checking back in. You're like, hey, I've been, I haven't heard Core in a few months. What's going on over here? Oh my gosh, what have they done? Yeah, that's right. Show's different now. I'd like to start speculating about a little uh, trademark filing that happened today, or that was uh, yeah. discovered today, by Valve. Do you know? Do you know Valve, John? Are you familiar with their work? They're uh, they're the people trying to rip off the Epic Game Store, right? That's correct. They're trying to really. I mean, they're just creating such a stir in the uh, in the in the new video game shop market. <laughs> That Epic had to step in and make some changes. No, that's, well, that's tr- I guess they're having their trouble. But uh, Valve is known primarily before all of the uh, Steam World things happened to them. They were known for their uh, video games that they made. Half-Life 1 and 2. Uh, the Portal games. Uh, Left 4 Dead 1 and 2. Uh, what else? What else did they make before they stopped making games? Uh, <laughs> Not being able to count to 3. Yeah, can't count to 3. Even Dota 2 is stuck at 2. Um yeah, they they don't know how to go to three, but uh, oh, that's crazy. I hadn't thought of it that way. They've never done a third sequel, like full sequel. They've done add-ons and like, you know, episodes and that didn't work out great anyway, but they've never done a three. Weird. Hold on. Team Fortress 2. Yeah, there's, there's no, no Left 4 Dead 3. Mm-mm. Well, there should be. 
Everybody's someone superstitious over there, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Um, what's his name? Uh, Gabe Newell sitting around going, ah, number three, ah, and he putting his finger in a cross shape and says, no number threes, and they're all like, okay, Gabe, we'll just keep printing money over on the Steam side of the company. Uh, who knows? But start speculating because they just uh, filed a trademark for something called Dota Underlords. Dota Underlords, which I guess is short for Defense of the Ancient Underlords. I don't think you're allowed to trademark your fans. <laughs> the Underlords? Is that yeah. what they call them? They just, they're a bunch of... That's what I call them. Okay. No, I shouldn't say that. Dota players are fine. Yeah, Dota players are fine. Whatever. You're you're fine. Your game scares and intimidates me. I mean, That's their, what I have to their say. recent release of Artifact, also based on the Dota business there did not do well continues to flounder and kind of do nothing a uh, mm. bit of a bummer there right so they filed this trademark for this now a lot of people are going "Ooh, sounds like it could be a action rpg in the diablo vein maybe they want to compete in the diablo space are they saying that i some people are saying that valve is definitely not saying that that's a stretch yeah <laughs> i mean it sounds like a name like that though right like uh dota underlords mm, maybe as us standing up to diablo that sounds like the mobile version like the mobile chinese ripoff underlords underlords featuring thrall yep <laughs> somebody suspiciously who looks like thrall uh but okay so that's one theory there's other theories that this is that dota chess thing uh because there there is talk that they want to take that mod and turn it into a full-blown game under the valve banner also the developers of the original mod are off doing their own thing to create some version of that um maybe they'll hire yeah. them i don't know but maybe that's it is like can't they trademark just auto chess <laughs> it seems like it has a name but yeah but they want to chess get, everyone wants to know what the deal with auto chess is i don't know why they call it underlords nobody would you know what i mean these things like get out ahead of you and they're just what they are yeah that's why they wanted dota 2 as their name why would your first dota game be dota 2 they didn't do dota 1 no but they're but in their heads but so it was a, so important dota was so synonymous the term with the genre that they wanted dota 2 and they didn't call it um lawn maintenance with weapons or something like that like, or whatever <laughs> lanes they could have called it <laughs> over lanes or something like, you know, they called it dota 2 yeah. so i don't but this gotta, strikes you, me as like an expansion or a promotional sales thing or you gotta remember though when they did the Dota 2 thing, there was a couple of things at play. One, they hired, what was his name? Toxic Frog? Ice Frog? What was it? Ice, fr Ice Frog. Ice Frog. Yeah. I'm not making any comment on him by saying Toxic. I really thought that was the name for a minute. Um, he's fine, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know him. But they hired him. He was one of the uh, founding dudes of the Dota mod on Warcraft 3. Um, so that was, that was a big deal. And also there was a big kerfuffle with Blizzard on the name because Blizzard at the time was making Blizzard Dota and mm. um, which is also a terrible name. And then these guys were going to make Dota and then they're somehow using the two and not using it as defense of the ancients at all. Got valve what they wanted legally or something. So there's something with that. Um, and so now I think what they hope they're doing, I don't know if they are to a younger generation or something, but I think they hope, that the word Dota is synonymous with just, hey, it's this cool brand name of game genre that we make games around over here at Valve. 
and I'm basing that on hardly anything because they've only had one spinoff and that's artifact and it, and it piss poured, you know, it pissed out. It didn't do well. It piss poured out. What is that even? That's it not a pissed, phrase. It pissed right. out. Ah, they released another pissed out game over there. At <laughs> it's the wrong, it's the wrong way to say it. I can't think of the right way to say it. I'm tired today, but yeah, it's but, like, uh, it didn't do well. So, I don't think it can be just some promotion thing because it's a straight on trademark. I mean, when you trademark stuff, you're looking to make something big, like a, a game or a spinoff or something. So you don't. So Bo, you don't think a game then? Well, I mean, it's probably it could be a game, but it could just as well be some sort of promotional skins pack or a net like business. Like it could just be something to support Dota. I'm not sure why. I read this article and I was like, really? Like <laughs> an ARPG? Like. I don't know. They didn't call it Dota Artifact, did they? Didn't they just call it Artifact, even though it contains the Dota Cinematic Universe? I thought it said the Dota Cinematic Universe. <laughs> I, I thought it said Dota on there somewhere, but I could be. It might be there that. in small, just so, to remind you, but it's Artifact. I, I'm pretty sure if you go to Steam, it's Artifact. Mm. And so to me, having the Dota Underlords. A probably means Underlords is probably trademark somewhere, first of all. Probably. That's generic. I mean, that's got to be a used term that it's probably easier to go Dota Underlords than it is just Underlords. And yeah, I don't know. You're right, by the way. It is just Artifact on the store. They don't call it Dota Artifact or. So I just think this is a promotional something or other for. Yeah. For Dota. Well, and. and But what if they. what, What if they came around, though, and said. Hey, we're making an, an action RPG that's like Path of Exile and Diablo, but it's the next generation of this sort of big game as a service, free to play, just thousands of hours or whatever. Uh, you you buy hats, basically. That's how we'll make our money, and and boom, Valve now you know puts a stake in the ground of the isometric action RPG loot grinder. What would you do then? You'd be excited, wouldn't you? Because I would be. Uh, they would have lost me at Dota. Oh yeah. Because you know what your problem with Dota is, is the same problem I bet I have. So I'm going to say what my problem is, and John, you say you you can either confirm or deny what okay, I'm about okay. to say. Because what I think your problem probably is is this, because it is my problem. It's not that I don't think the creative minds at minds at Valve couldn't do something with it and take it in new directions, but as it already stands, every character in Dota Two is some kind of weird knockoff of a Blizzard character. That was in Warcraft 3, made into the mod Dota, and then pulled over there to make a full game called Dota 2. And yeah, they changed names, and some of it took a while, but they changed names, they changed looks, they do all that kind of stuff to differentiate them. But, you know, a wisp is a wisp. The uh, Lich King's the Lich King. Freaking, that guy with the two blades, he looks like Illidan, whether you want him to or not. So my problem is when you tell me there's something new if there is something new it's pure speculation but if you're saying there's being something's being built called dota over or underlords <laughs> why not overlords instead of anyway whatever what's an underlord they're under they're down under what like demons everything okay so they're under they're the lords of the under <laughs> <laughs> i almost said underwear and that would have been embarrassing oh well, yeah sure I didn't yeah, know. that would be an underlord uh but they have this okay so they have this already fake artifice of characters that aren't really theirs so that would be my thing john is that jive with you at all 
Yeah, so, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, is, and I'm not in it, and I'm sure there are people out there who play Dota that are like, no, it's got great lore. They they really made their own thing out of it. But, I mean, to me, I can understand why a MOBA can be built around interesting characters from other games, but I have a hard time imagining, at least until it's done successfully, a game based off of MOBA characters. Because, mm. like, to me, it's like, oh, sweet. Can't wait to play Chimcharu. They sure have some cool abilities. I can't wait to press their A and then get more loot for them. Like it's just, I don't know. It just, I don't Are go there for the lore. To playing Ancient Apparition. What's that? <laughs> yeah, I want. Yeah, so the, exactly. The other thing with Dota Two names is like of all of them, and this may be, this may be to the taste of some folks. Yeah, because like I can't really criticize it, but. Um, sometimes games, you know of their characters, even though you don't really play the game because people cosplay them and kind of like them. Yeah. But they're like this one character I'm looking at is just called Invoker. Okay. Because it doesn't have a name. Well, he's the Invoker. He looks like, Kale, he looks like Kalthos, with, uh, to be honest with you. He probably, there's, he probably there's, well, there's another one called Ancient Apparition. Uh-huh. Looking at him now. He does have a name, but it's not like, I'm, like when you play Mortal Kombat, I'm going to play Scorpion, and everyone gets Scorpion. It's not like you go, Mister Apparition. Uh, that's uh, yeah. ancient to you. Like it, it's not really. I just a name. don't. I don't know them. Where I feel like with a lot of other brands, even if I'm not super playing it too much, I still hear about the characters and they're meme worthy and stuff. And sure, yeah. I so, mean, with the I, exception I, of Street Fighter, nobody really does that. Nobody knows them by their like weird title. Nobody goes, "Oh, I I I main Thunder God" when they're talking about Raiden. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like, it may still be a strength into the taste of Dota players. Mm. I don't I actually don't want to criticize it because I kind of appreciate it. It's just like chess. The, my my knights in chess don't have to be called, you know, Varian. Like mm-hmm. it's just knight, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> knight to B two or something like that. Like that's the people who play chess are just fine with the knight looking like a horsey. But and so maybe the people playing Dota two appreciate this aesthetic, but. There's no, there's no draw to the character, right? You're not like, well, I don't like that kind of game, but damn, Thrall sure is cool. I would play a first-person shooter as Thrall, um, you know? Right. Well, the the thing is, you're taking genre. you're taking Thrall from other content that you really got deep in with Thrall, real deep cuts with who Thrall is, what he's about, what the deal is, and then you get to play him in a MOBA like in Heroes of the Storm, and you go, sweet, it's like playing with a version of this character I've loved for all this time. Not the other way around. But even if you've never loved it, like you've heard of Blizzard stuff and you never and never played any of their games, you still might have heard of Thrall, understand he was Warchief, he was beloved by people who play it, and a game that suits your taste, or if you ever get curious, you might go, oh, Thrall, I've seen a cinematic, or I've seen this, or whatever, and Thrall's, I'm interested in this. Right. I'm just saying there's nothing to hook me about Underlords, like, geez, I hope. X character is the focus of Underlords. You know, it seems really like it would be directed at people who are already Dota fans, right. basically. I'm trying to see if I found a link here that supposedly shows me this this uh, dude. You're t- the ancient. Our what's his name? Too. Ancient but, uh, butthole. What's his name? Ancient apparition? apparition. I can link the character page. Well, for I you. found that. I got that. But what I'm trying to find is oh, he's his, in the bottom right. He looks like a icicle man. I'm trying to see what his original. Pulled Caldier. from Warcraft thing name? was Caldier. Well, his name is Caldier in the text. Oh, He's you know, an image projected from outside time. He springs from the cold, infinite void, 
that both predates the universe and awaits its end. That sounds great. Know. Sounds great. He looks like he looks like a void walker kind of, but he's made of ice and cold. So they have but he's um, basically a Warcraft elemental. I'll put this in the chat and I'll yes, yeah, so he's an elemental. That's exactly right. It's like an ice elemental with the with the sheet with the uh, shoulder pads on. I'll put this in our Discord and you can click the full image and it shows you a comparison of here's a Warcraft three tree ant. Here's that weird tree creature they made for Dota. Uh, here's Arthas and then here's the Arthas like guy. Um, I don't know. They how... have a Cho'Gal, except it's only played by one character, I think. A Cho? Oh, oh yeah, they but do. Like... Two ogre Magi, a two headed ogre from literally from World of Warcraft. Wait, his name is Ogre Magi. Yeah. Like an ogre that's a mage. Well, see, this is my problem. This is this is already derivative of something else someone else did. So and to then the I'm looking through his like lore block and he doesn't have a name. And I mean I don't oh, want to fall too down the Agron rabbit Stonebreak. hole of mm-hmm. like uh, it's derivative of a thing because I mean you can immediately go to well Warcraft is derivative of Warhammer and yeah, all true. of that. Like all this stuff is derivative to some degree. But I think for me, where I draw the line is, you know, if you look at the big three MOBAs, yeah, you have heroes that kind of doesn't count because all these characters were actually already from a bunch of other places. But then uh, between League of Legends and Dota 2, League of Legends at least has characters that are like more unique characters, Mm. it feels like. Like they have stories, they've got lots of art, they've got lots of lore behind them. So I would even be more interested in League of Legends branching out than I would Dota. Dota just feels like, hey, we took all your favorites from this mod and they're here with names that aren't going to get us sued by Blizzard. I mean, it might as well be yet in that new Sekiro game. It might as well just be Asuo. Asuo? Wait, it's yes, from League of Legends. Oh, oh, oh! You mean the guy? Right, right, right. Yeah, actually, I think Liam O'Brien voices Yasuo. Um, probably does. But here's the here's the thing. Uh, I agree with you, John. But sometimes there's more derivative than other times, and this is a case of literally Blizzard characters were, you know, legally have it had to be changed over to look like something very, vaguely different. But that's that's the source material. Uh, right. Unlike, and you could say, well, Warcraft and Warhammer, sure, but not really. I mean, there's no Arthas, there's no, there's no Thrall. Like their orcs are different. Uh, if you look at Starcraft, it's different than 40k in lots of ways. I mean, you could look at it on the face of it and go, oh, there's like a Zerg-like race, and look, there's like Protoss-like races. Yeah, but Blizzard kind of just brushed that stuff. I mean, clearly they found inspiration there. But I feel like this is just different. And so I guess my point is I have a hard time getting excited about whatever the game would be if it's set in this universe of things that are already somebody else's universe with different names. I don't yeah. know. feels like a mobile game. Like a mobile game like we were talking about. Like you're flipping through Instagram and they advertise something. War of Crafts. Get in there and StarCraft your way to a a better world of Warcraft time. You know, like they're, they're putting all the words in so it's searchable and everything. And then the art they use is literally like Photoshop Warcraft 3 al- or, uh, box covers of the same freaking art. They change the hue or something. Like, that's how a little bit of this feels. Now, it's obviously not the same. It's Valve. It's a giant company. Dota 2 is very successful. Blah, blah, blah. But I don't, I don't necessarily want to play in that universe, I guess. Yeah. But if they look, if they mechanically 
make a really cool action RPG. And again, Bo's right. We have nothing to base that on, that it's an action RPG. We have nothing to base that on. But if it is, that'd be really cool. If it's good, I would probably overlook some of these problems because you're going to give me characters to build myself. It's probably not going to be me making the ancient apparition or whatever his name is. It's going to be me making a, I don't know, axe wielding whatever. We're going to have classes and, you know, like it could be cool. So part of me, part of me wants to be optimistic about this. And then part of me reminds the other part of me that it doesn't even exist yet. And we're basing this all on a trademark for a name and nothing else. <laughs> right. There's yeah. no indication that it's anything cool or that you're remotely interested in. Yeah. Except under the auspices of, well, it could be literally anything. And it turns out there's at least something out there I'm interested in. Yeah. It says Dota in it, which is, a, you know, makes me feel like not hopeful that it's anything. I need those things. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Chat room says that orcs are the same in Warhammer as they are in Warcraft. Uh-uh. Not even close. Orcs orcs in Warhammer are all... They all have English accents. It's spelled O-R-K. And they... Uh, there's no it benevolent... Kind of mixes of goblins. There's a lot of goblin yeah. in Warhammer orcs. There is. And they're just very like, Oi! I got me finger up me bum! And it's just like a lot of mad, angry, slapping around blow up all the shit uh, what about the sigmar orcs though do they even have them in the sigmar i don't even know the sigmar thing could be totally different now right i have no idea the age of sigmar is weird sigma all right let's move on to uh oh hold on <laughs> i was gonna yes. be prepared to do this hold on i'm gonna do this right now. Red Dead Redemption 2 for the PC appears to be real because it showed up on a physics programmer's LinkedIn page. Mmm. So I, I feel like you're, if anyone out there is going, gotcha, I wonder if Red Dead Redemption 2 will ever come to the PC. I guarantee it will. I've said it since day one. They make so much money on the long tail of, of uh, the GTA franchise, specifically 5, by releasing that thing originally on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, then again with enhanced editions on PS4, Xbox One, and then PC right around the same time. And the PC version just prints money for that company. Everybody, that thing's always like in the top, I don't know how many, you know, top five or whatever of, of Steam, people throwing money at that thing for uh, GTA Online. So the idea that Red Dead Redemption 2 would come along and they wouldn't bring it to PC always seemed crazy to me as an idea. Um, and they and they didn't they haven't confirmed it any more than they confirmed the GTA online or the GTA itself was going to come there. But they did. And this, of course, they will. But here's how we now have additional information. Last year, PC version of Red Dead Redemption 2 appeared on the profile of a programmer who had worked at Rockstar uh, in Leeds, that's Leeds, England, until 2016 and was quickly removed. Now the profile of a former physics programmer who worked for Rockstar Toronto until 2016 also has a listing for Red Dead Redemption 2 that mentions the PC. Nan Ma, that's his name. That's a cool name. Not making fun of it. It's a rad name. Worked at Rockstar for six years and five months, and his profile also lists credits for Max Payne 3, Grand Theft Auto 5. He is now, excuse me, the CEO and founder. That one had to He's get now out. now a burp. <laughs> He's part of a VR studio called Future Immersive. Uh, but on his LinkedIn thing, it talks about PC work he did for physics stuff on uh, on the game. Now, first of all, do any of us care anymore? I do. Because yeah, I like I, I, uh, 
I like I'm, I care I more I than that. I do than playing it on my console. I'd much rather play it on my PC. Uh, at frame rates that I can really enjoy. <laughs> um, so I I mean I uh, how do I put this? I barely touch GTA Five on console. Played a bit here and there, no big deal. Hits PC, I played the living crap out of it multiple times. So my thinking is I will probably dive in on it hard uh, if it came to PC. And Bo, you don't even have a PlayStation 4. Do you even care about Red Dead Redemption 2? No, I don't. Or Xbox. I, don't like open, I don't like open world games. Mm. They're not for me. You don't like I, open I, world games. Hold on a second. We've never had this conversation. It's not it's not a it's not a criticism. Uh, I just don't care for the genre. I think I've finally come to the conclusion based on my easy avoidance of them for the most part. Oh man. That, that there are exceptions. Me. I enjoyed Skyrim. Yeah. Um, you know, I played uh, World of Warcraft and wandered around that world a lot, but um I hate when I get to the point where I'm just traveling between points just to do what I would do in a railroad game, you know, like, let me just, and, and the, the thing is, is I get why people find it appealing to travel. Like that's a, that's a, that's the juice for some folks and for a lot of people. And it's just not the juice for me, I guess is what I've come to the conclusion. So nothing salacious to say about it. Just, I don't care for, it takes a lot for me to, to play an open world game. Even The Witcher Three, the part I hate the most is getting around places. Well, Even they... though I understand that it's necessary, right, right, right for the right. game, I, I I get kind of sick of traversal and, and pretty quick. Then I don't. Then you know all this talk I've had about, hey, you have it, you may as well play it. Go ahead and get that Mad Max going. You may not want to then, because that thing is open yeah. world as hell. Well, I mean, I, I played a lot of Rage too, and I've enjoyed it. Um, but thankfully, there's there's hacks in that game. Oh, you're <laughs> like, running. You're running. Not not, hacks? not legit hacks, but like you know, game powers. Tell us. Uh, tell us what you're doing. What are you doing in at there? At one now? point, you can unlock the pretty. I mean, so what you need to do is unlock all the quest givers and get their projects, and then you can kind of just rather than travel around the world and go to where the quest givers tell you to go, just roam the countryside from one point to the next point on foot. Okay. And just and once you get the um. There's a, a a charge ability which can last up to seven seconds that basically lets you run as fast as a vehicle, so you can kind of just hoof it from place to place without too much downtime. And the other thing you can get is a flying a little helicopter flying thing, <laughs> and you can basically you know World of Warcraft it uh, by flying to the quest locations and just dropping in and doing what you need to do and, and piecing out back on your plane. <laughs> um, <laughs> it reminds me the most of questing in World of Warcraft, but don't go, don't look for rumors. Don't try to play it like I'm going to this quest. Just pick a point on the map and just move north and you hit all the locations you need to and explore around and stuff. They'll just, they'll just pop up. It's not really an adventure game. The, the locations will pop up and you'll find them pretty easily. So um, that's how I've been playing that game. Interesting. So I wonder if, yeah. I mean, you're still, so what you said is you don't like the traversal. You're still traversing. But you're in exploratory traversal mode, and you like that. But you just don't like to go like you don't want to be told to go from I, I, I here. I didn't to... love it. It was just my way to play Rage Two with not waste time. Like I went to do a quest for one of the quest givers who's on the west side of the map, and I swear to God, the developers are like, "Okay, let's go to the quest location," and it's on the right side of the entire map. Yeah, and 
I've played enough games that I can see between the lines, and I know like they sat down in a boardroom and said, "Let's put this one quest giver here and put this one quest all the way over to the other side of the map because that will be interesting." And I'm like, "No, I don't want to drive back all the way across the map to do the thing." Mm. I appreciate when fast travels involved. I use that a lot in Skyrim. Yeah, um, but. But yeah, I, I stuff like that. I'm like, oh, they're just they looked at that and said they want me to sit here for ten minutes and just drive through their world, yeah. and their world is not drive worthy. <laughs> and most worlds are not worth the time you spend wandering around in them. Skyrim was Sky, yeah. like to me where I can pick up midway through a quest by finding a weird item in the bush. Yeah, feels kind of worth it, but most like gta is definitely not worth it everything's just marked on your map and i get people like driving i don't i'm just like okay make me want to play i didn't know you could find a weird thing in the bush i didn't know that was the thing you could do in skyrim oh you can find a thing in a bush i found a piece of paper somewhere that was not even the beginning of the quest it was some middle part of the quest and i ended up wandering in and sort of completing everything in the wrong order but it still worked out and it wasn't a main quest thing like that was fun, you know. I, I remember, I still remember that feeling of just being like, "Oh, I, f- I randomly found an item due to exploration." Yeah. Um. So yeah, those things can be good, but generally speaking, like it's not a selling point for me. Like, oh, it's an open world game. I have to play it. I'm like, ooh, it's an open world game. What are they doing to make it really relevant for me? Otherwise, pass. Interesting. This has given me so many questions pertaining to Bo's DMing and how he feels about creating worlds for Dungeons and Dragons, but I understand this might not be the show different, for it. So. Different thing entirely. No, we can talk about it because video game, a lot of these RPG elements come from Dungeons and Dragons. Do you avoid these, so to John's point, do you avoid those these kind of travel tropes and things in, in our D&D campaign or other campaigns you run? No, no, not at all. Um, it's different. The, the, the compute power in, in, a, in a role-playing session is di- different than a bunch of people cobbling together a product with limited choices as to what you can do with your time. Yeah. Like if I in a in Grand Theft Auto, if I want to play Jenga with one of the NPCs that walks by, but my secret goal is to steal their wallet while we're playing Jenga. If they didn't program that into the game, that's not something I could do. Yeah. But I would find it fun in a fantasy world to try and maybe steal someone's wallet by hustling them through a Jenga game. You know, as an I don't know why stealing makes the me mean look bad. streets of Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like in D D, whatever enters into your head as a fun activity, at least for the group, is like technically possible. Yeah, yeah. And so that's engaging. Uh, video games. Once you've played one Grand Theft Auto, you've played all eighteen other ones. So if you really like it, that's good. But if you've been there, done that, it's like how I think it's the exact feeling you have about those Dead Souls style games where you're saying i just don't like sakura and we sort of established well you played castlevania it's just the new version of that for this day and age yeah um i don't know that's just it for me it has to give me something really good even rage 2 it's like it's the worst arguably the worst part of the game is the open worldness of it it's doesn't add anything to the the juice of the game that i like i'll talk about it later with what we're playing but i i find um assassin's creed odyssey to be to answer a lot of those problems that's another game that that's why it's mo- my biggest turn off is like, oh, I've got to get to this other town. Yeah. Eh, turn it off. I don't know. There's a lot to do in between there and the town, though. That's what I like about it. It's not just a big open nothing. Yeah. Like, like I think if like the juice of the game is good, then you enjoy 
being in the world. And I think there's merit to being like, it's a fantasy world being depicted. The art artists who put this thing together to make it immersive for you, uh, you know, give you something special to enjoy. It's just when every game asks me to, you know, spend a lot of time because open world games tend to be time intensive. Yeah. Um, it's gotta be worth it for me. I think. Well, Red Dead it's Redemption. Funny. Oh, go ahead. It's go funny ahead. you mention that though, because Assassin's Creed Odyssey is really interesting because I kind of agree with Bo in some points. I don't think every game benefits from an open world. I think, um, I think some games just structurally are better when you can have big set piece moments. I actually think the new God of War was a really interesting way of doing a quasi open world, but still hitting those set piece moments on top of it. But hmm. Assassin's Creed uh, is interesting because the game part, the the main story and quest, I'm not that invested in. Mm -hmm. But there's something that I find so satisfying about like running around the town and getting up to some mischief and then getting on my ship and just setting sail. Yeah, that feels so good. And just like I can go wherever I want and just like we're, we can just sail. Yeah. But to Bo's point as much as I love that and as much as that's what that game is for me, even though the, the boat stuff is not very robust, uh, like that's exactly the mechanic I hit my head against is it's like, okay, well, yeah, but then you're kind of limited on where you can go. There's only so much you can do while you're on the boat. You know, like, do you want to get into fights with pirates? Do you want to be a pirate? You know, those are kind of the only choices you really have to make. There's not a lot of creative freedom there, but there's still something so satisfying about that notion of just like, no, we docked, we're checking out this town, we're seeing what's here, that's cool, and I can shove off whenever I want and go and explore this world and and just set sail and uh, all of that stuff is really cool. That Maybe is the balance. That is a pirate. That is the know. balance, though. You would have been a great pirate. But for you to walk out on some glorious Grecian vista and go, that little island over there that you can barely see in the distance, I can actually go there right now. And I can get yeah. there the slow way if I want to. Or I can hop on a, you know, I can do a quick travel if I want. But I can actually take a boat, get to the next island, get to the end of that, take another boat. Like, there's something about that that's always been compelling to me about open world games. And it's just gotten bigger and bigger and wider and wider. So I think it's one of my favorite genres. Like, it's hard for me to not get excited about that. Um, I mean, like as as a counterpoint too. I like I really like playing No Man's Sky, and arguably that's like the reverse. It's nothing but open world, yeah. And there's actually nothing of substance to do. Like <laughs> yes. the going to places and discovering new species is like kind of all you do. Like the combat sucks. The the um, there's a lot of stuff about it that's just janky. But mm -hmm. the juice of it is new galaxy. What are these planets? Which one will I land on? What minerals will I find here? Yeah. Like that's, that's the juice of the game. So like a game like that, that really sort of engages me from that sense is okay. It's when there's like your location to do a thing is here mm -hmm. and you've got a motor around a map when all I really want to do is fast travel to all the mission locations and just do the missions. I think when that becomes a little too transparent for me and it's, I think with modern adventure style games, a lot of them are like that. Uh, I get a little like, okay, you know. Have I got great news for you then? If you're looking for a game <laughs> where you walk a whole lot and it feels like everything's 9,000 miles in between anywhere you need to go, might I suggest World of Warcraft Classic? <laughs> I played a lot of that too. Again, MMO is different. I feel like. You just got to ask what the juice is, because I think for that game, it was at least there was a time when it was special to run into other players. I think it's so yeah. 
it's so normal now that we forget how the idea of being online in a make-believe world and running into other human beings was a thrill of its own. Yeah. Even just to do nothing, just to say hello and be right. like, hey, you're questing in this area? Like that was there was a time where that was thrilling use of computers that that felt special. And now everyone's just like, whatever. It's just instant. Yeah, we we take it for granted. I mean, remember when Dungeon Siege came out and their big selling point was no load screens. Yeah. You're gonna be on the surface, you're gonna go into a dungeon, you're gonna come out of the dungeon, not a load screen. Yeah. And like people were like, Wow, that's really cool. And as weird as it is, like that was the thing that really sold me on World of Warcraft was I was playing and there was a quest uh, where you had to go into a cave and, it, you know, there were no markers saying here's where the cave is. They described where it was and I went looking for it. And know, Where's this cave and found it and went in and there was no load. I just walked into a cave and now I'm in a cave mm -hmm. and it's different and the atmosphere is different and. I'm like, wait a minute, now I'm just in this cave? And like, it's the same boring-ass cave that's in WoW a million times <laughs> that now as jaded people who have grown up with the game and spent years and years in it, we're like, yeah, which model did they use, Cave 1 or Cave 2? <laughs> uh, but at the time, like, that was mind-blowing. It was like, wait a minute, I was outside, and now I'm inside. Yeah. What is this game? It's magical, and, you know, we've... We've come yeah. a long way since yeah, then. So, so maybe if uh, open world games are good, if the exploration aspect is fun, because space games can be very much like that. Oh but yeah, I love space games. I feel if it's a little too like go to point A, then start your mission, I, I get turned off. I guess. Totally understand. Um, I uh, uh, the only other thing I'll say about classic is I may be. Uh, it's hard for me to admit this because I've been around that game for so long. I played the friends and family alpha in early '03. I played the beta and then I played the launch and then I did the instance and I've done this. I mean, I've been close to wow in some form ever since. And at BlizzCon, I hosted the Q and a on stage. Like it couldn't be more full circle for me. However, I don't think classics going to be for me at all. Like I just, no, you did it and, and boy, howdy I have I done fine. it. Yeah. And it feels like it's not so much that I, that I've done it. It's that I've done it. And I like improvements. <laughs> I like changes and tweaks and evolution of the engine and of the product itself and what it lets us do. And I'm, I played long enough to know what a huge improvement it was to have less of a leveling grind for alts when you wanted to go work on new characters and not play around with your mains. Um, I know what it feels like to see new models for the characters and go yeah dude these look great i'm so glad they're they're tweaking this stuff like i wanted all that <laughs> and i still like that i like those improvements and even if i'm not a thousand percent happy with battle for azeroth in terms of its actual expansion content i loved legion and there's other expansions i've absolutely loved and a lot of what i loved are, were huge improvements made uh under the under the hood as well as on top of the hood for those for those bits of content so for me to go back and choose this like 19 polygon ass looking orc from hell and go, all right, well, I'm going to get to level five in the next 12 days. See you guys later. Like, I just, I can't, I don't, I don't know how well, I can also, do it. It's a, it's a different audience. I mean, there's people that are still playing freaking Tibia and like, you can get up to like level 1000 in that game. And you just be like, who would waste their life on like one of the, graphically worst video games ever created 
but that game is just like it's a huge slog and there that's an audience for that that wants that slow look what i have that you don't have because i put a lot of time in i just don't think that model makes sense for a company the size of blizzard now they want to make everyone feel good and, and get rewarded and they want to improve the engine yeah but there's an audience who just likes the i spent five years building my character so you don't get to come in here and make a cool character unless you do what I did and spend yeah. that yeah. time. And, and you I also, think it just serves that audience. You you never checked out. And so you're kind of like me. You know, you've kind of been a part of it as it evolved this whole time and, and been plugged in. But, I mean, it's like we've got people in the chat talking about, like, oh, EverQuest and Asheron's Call and stuff like this. Those are games I've checked out of. And if somebody gave me just a quick, free, easy way, in fact, I did this with EverQuest not long ago, and it was a uh, love affair that lasted all of five minutes. But I was like, oh, yeah, I want to see what EverQuest looks like right now. Heck, yeah, get me in there. Let's see that. You know, for a lot of people, I think, that dropped off and maybe haven't followed it, there's some classic appeal in the same way that people go back and play old video games that they, you know, haven't played in a long time, which... You know, we do a lot of there's a whole Twitch culture over watching old video games. They're now making all the systems tiny with a bunch of games preloaded on it just to service that market. And I kind of see WoW Classic as sort of that same thing. And then likewise, you've got other people who maybe came in later and are just like, I have no idea. I mean, to to me, the Barrens was always this place with a weird rift in it. So, yeah, (laughs) let me check out what. (laughs) a one baron's place looks like that would be cool to see so i think it has its audience but it it totally makes sense to me why that's not you and i also understand why that's not me yeah and i and i and i'm happy for those who are getting what they want there i think it's great i mean i I got into play it and i immediately almost fell asleep because (laughs) there's a reason it looks better and runs better and (laughs) it's better paced now because it because it needed to be and so if you want to stay there, I get it. That's cool. And and now they've done it. But I've had, uh, it's funny, um, the chat room was just talking about this. They put up on the forums a whole list of things that are not bugs that people keep reporting. Like, where are my quest markers? None of the quests are showing up on the map. Yeah, welcome to Vanilla WoW. That didn't exist. <laughs> it didn't exist for a long time. In fact, it was mods if you were lucky, and those don't work in the game. So those don't exist. And uh, actually, Randy wrote that list, which cracked me up. We were talking about it the other night. But there's this whole list of things that people think are bugs, but they're just part of the game at, at that state. And yeah. you got to either love that and embrace it, or boy, I've got good news for you. There's a whole other World of Warcraft game on the same launcher that takes care of a lot of those problems. And I'm glad that both halves of this pie can get what they want, and both halves can poke their heads in either side and check it out and mess around and do whatever they want, and, and then take off again. But if you want me to grind to 20 just so I can get on the slow-ass mount that'll break my bank. Higher than 20, Scott. Oh, it's 40 and 60, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, it is. Oh, I forgot. 40 and 60. I'm sorry. If you want me to get to level 40, and that'll take, for me right now with what I got to do, that'll take me months to do. Mm -hmm. Months if I focus. I can't do it, dude. I'm I'm good. Yeah, there, I'm good. When there's a game that you don't have to do that in, you know. No, it was super fun when I had summer vacation to work on these things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when I was my kids were all little then, um, and you might say, "Well, Scott, that that must have been harder." No, it was actually easier because they were into it. They wanted to sit in my lap and watch me play, and and it was I don't know, it was just different. 
I feel like I have less time now, even though the kids are kind of independent and they don't need me <laughs> the way they used to. Well, that sounded sad. I didn't mean it to. Not really sad. Just kidding. I'm not complaining. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Uh, well, no, do it. Do it. All right. Let's oh, give yeah, John yeah. one. Let's give John one. John, um, somebody, <laughs> somebody who is uh, used to wor- WoW the way that it is now, have now entered the game and they want to play World of Warcraft in classic mode, but they're a little surprised by the changes. That's, that's who we want to get a letter from. Uh, right now. So here we go. My dearest Martha, today I woke to a strange world that I am afraid of and don't fully understand. It started when I reached for a tasty beverage in the morning and found that my opposable digits had been replaced with a small flipper-like contraption. (laughs) I'm not entirely sure what I'm supposed to do with this thing. Where once there were fingers, there's now but a mitten. <laughs> Alas, Martha, I'm confused man. They sent me on a mission, but I had no way of knowing where to go. Sure, they gave me a note, but I don't have time to look at that. I'm a busy individual. I just want to quickly glance at a map and have a little point tell me where to go and what to kill. Martha, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> Now I'm lost. I'm in the middle of nowhere, and uh, I don't understand this world anymore. Martha, I regret to inform you I tried to end it all, but I lacked the weapon skill to successfully do it. <laughs> Dark. Yours in this life, and when I eventually figure this all out, uh, Total Bread Man 30. <laughs> Total Bread Man! <laughs> Total Breadman 30. Oh my gosh, that's the best name for any character ever. Total Breadman 30. Total Breadman. You can see his brain frying after he said total. He's like, where am I going with this? Total, total. Breadman 30. Oh, I love it so much. I want to go oh, into geez. all the MMO. I want to like log into ESO right now and lock down the name Total Breadman 30. That's really good. Okay, um, Fortnite got John Wick in it. I just wanted to mention that. Did you guys see the movie The Three? It's good. Not, not yet. No. I'm, I'm going to. It's funny though. What I love about this is that they kind of got John Wick again. Mm. Because Fortnite, a while back, I think it was like their second or third season, something like that. I don't know. It was around the time I was just getting into it. They kind of just co-opted John Wick a little bit. They didn't. They didn't get the license or anything. They were just like, what if we made a guy that looks, I don't know, a little bit like John Wick <laughs> and put him in the game mm-hmm. and just called him the Reaper mm. and, uh, and and dropped him in the game. And they did this and a bunch of people were like, oh, yeah, they kind of put John Wick in Fortnite and it was a kind of a cool thing. Now they actually have the license. So they're now putting real John Wick in there. And now you have this old john wick-esque model next to one that's clearly john wick and uh it is it is hilarious to see i love that i had no idea about the other one i didn't know that was a thing i mean i knew that i know they do that a lot with their skins they try to sort of approximate something and give it a funny name but since they blew up and got so huge you know like when they brought thanos in that was like thanos ass thanos with like full marvel approval and you know that that happened during let's see uh and well, uh, Infinity War, and then again in Endgame, they brought him back uh, during that time. So 
It makes sense. Port- oh, never mind. What they had? What? What you gonna say? What did you say? I was gonna give a spoiler, but I'm not saying it. <gasps> oh, spoiler! I mean, we're past the date. They gave a date where it became okay to talk about spoilers. They did. They gave it a two no, week. I was just gonna say Fortnite is an end game. Oh, I see. Oh, that's true. not a it massive is. spoiler, but there. If you like your paid product placements, you will not be disappointed in Fortnite, the product placement game. I don't know what they're doing in there, but you're right. There is a Fortnite game happening in uh, an end game. That is true. Kind of annoyed me to be honest, just because I don't like when things reach peak popularity where it's going to show up in my movie. Kind of annoyed. But it me. seems like the kind know, of suck ass but... game that you know Thor and Korg would play and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. Do you cool. do you like it better when they invent a fake one? No, I don't like that either. And it looks like garbage, and it's like we're busy playing um House Destroyer Thirty, me and Korg, and you're just like you look at it, and it's just bad graphics, and it just looks like somebody spent two seconds in 3D Studio Max throwing something together, and they're like, "This is video games." Oh, he got the high score, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, "It's not games." Yeah. I mean, yes, it's annoying to see Fortnite and all of that, but at the same time, you know, at least it's a real game, and they didn't just make one up. Do you remember the scene in Breaking Bad when? Uh, speaking of rage, <laughs> oh, playing rage, yeah, oh, with, playing a gun, rage with a light gun. Yeah, no he had a light gun. Uh, Jesse did. It's one of the only things in the show that really that. pissed me off because you can't use the damn light gun uh, in that game. So, so here's what I like the worst or least. I like when they do something that seems like it's plausible at least, even if it's a fake game. Make it seem plausible. You have a controller or some other input method that is a reasonable idea for a thing that's happening in the modern time. Or give me the real game and again have you interact with it in a way that you would. Don't do a fake or don't do a real game and then have you shooting a light gun at your screen. That was a mistake. Yeah. It's the worst thing Breaking Bad ever did, in my opinion. It just- no, I think Azagorn in the chat has it right. It's when people do this in, in movies when they're like, I'm playing a game. <laughs> yeah, but some, some, some people actually play that way. My brother does. My brother yeah. Matt. Oh, I you, lost. Amanda, and it's like, if you lost, why are you still pushing You're, doing, you're doing the thing wrong, though. You're supposed to move when you go to... You have to move your full body into it. People now play that, like that who are not I great do with video that, games. Though. I've been known to get a little too into the games, and then I go to look around the corner, and I'm in real life doing this and just feeling like an idiot for doing it. Yeah. Well, the 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 ones where they are supposed to be good at it, but they're just <laughs> yes. going... Then it makes me want to kick a donkey right in his friendlies. But anyway, uh, that was the thing. I remember that happening on Breaking Bad. Your donkey friendlies. Watch out for the friendlies. They always hurt. Your tenders, some would call them. Uh, Anyway, Fortnite, good job. You got John Lord. (laughs) Oh, your underlords. That's right. (laughs) The underlords of the taint. Hey, check this out. Fort or not Fortnite? uh, Ubisoft again. Oh no, I I did want to say uh, John Wick Three is really good, and people should see it. This is my little side review. I enjoyed it. Guns. If you don't, if you don't want long protracted fight scenes, then you already know you don't want John Wick three because one and two had tons of that. So you're going to get more of that. If you came into this one thinking now will be the time for the Shakespearean third of the series where everyone just speaks high flute and dialogue into my face, uh, uh-uh. creative fights, high flute music though, and John Wick. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But there is some serious amazing choreographed gunplay in three it's great i loved it i already knew i was gonna love it so i mean i'm an easy mark for that for that thing 
Uh, Ubisoft delayed Skull and Bones again, this time ahead of E3 2019, which means I don't know if they'll have much to say about it there. But this does not please me. I put this in here for me because I'm pissed. I really want to play Skull and Bones. I want Ubisoft's take on the pirate genre thing. Uh, the Microsoft game, what's it called? Um, uh... Dirty, D- dirty, dead man see. Dead man see. Uh, the dead no. men never tell a t- say, say. Dead men don't say a thing. Sea of thieves. Sea of thieves. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy to hear that wow. keeps improving and people <laughs> like it and everything. Um, but I don't want to invest in that thing until I know what this is going to be because this is more my jam, and I'm bugged. So I just want to get that out there. Ubisoft. I love the look of Sea of Thieves, but my understanding is it is a subpar experience unless you have a full crew. Yeah. And I don't have any crew. Oh. So until three other people get real interested at the same time as me, it will just remain on my radar. Right. Uh, this. Uh, so all they have shown of Skull of Bones is ships fighting. Right. That's which it. is fine. They've done that well in, you know, Black Flag and Odyssey are my favorite assassin's creed games they're the ones that predominantly feature ship combat and stuff like that so obviously there's appeal there for me but like i was talking about earlier i need those moments where i am docking uh and and going out into town and doing other things and then getting on my ship or stopping my ship and diving into the ocean and doing something or going to an island if it is just you have a ship go fight other ships and loot and plunder and upgrade your ship and have a better ship. That does not appeal to me actually at all. So hopefully these delays are to maybe build that out a little bit because we haven't seen or heard anything about that. I trust them because Ubisoft doesn't let me down. I don't know why they, their games speak to me more than most as a publisher. They stick to it. Even if they have a Rocky launch, um, just ask any fan of Rainbow Six Siege how they were feeling two years ago versus how they feel now. Uh, For Honor, same deal. And to some degree, even Ghost Recon Wildlands, which I think is amazing. They just are killing it for me. And like I said, I'm back into Assassin's Creed hard right now, so it's kind of hard for me to complain. So I just, you know what, if the delay is to do what John says, I think that's a worthy thing, and, and I'm happy to play your more polished, finished product when it's done. Also, in Japan, Nintendo Switch has sold more than the PlayStation 4. Not here, but in Japan. So I guess that means eat it, Sony. Nintendo Switch surpassed it in its lifetime sales. 8.3 million for Switch and uh, versus 8.07 million for PlayStation 4. Uh, PlayStation, or portable systems sell better in Japan traditionally, historically, than the rest of the world. And the Switch obviously lends itself to being more portable than a PlayStation uh, but the PlayStation, if you look at worldwide sales, still has more sold worldwide. But anyway, good news for Nintendo in its home on its home planet of Japan. Yeah, so I think it's just good that the Switch is a success because the Wii and Wii U never felt like runaway hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just felt like they had a lot of misses. Switch seems pretty universally loved. That's a good feeling. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that thing. It's great. Yeah. Um, I love mine. And in fact, oh, I didn't. I was going to talk about it today. I forgot, but you know those, um, oh, what's it called? Let me see if I have it up. Uh, Zelda. No, <laughs> no, Zelda's good Two. though. Uh, here it is. Steam World, you know, the Steam World Dig 1 and 2 and the Steam World Heist and all those games, those Steam World games. 
Um, they have a new game called SteamWorld Quest. Switch exclusive for now. I guess it's coming to everything else soon enough. But um, it is like a card-based, turn-based strategy game set in that universe. Uh, but it's an R- it's an RPG, so it's like a f- fantasy kind of setting and everything. But with robots, awesome. So good right now. Loving it. Those guys can make no bad video games. So if you're looking for a Switch game and you're just like burning for something different, that game's really good. Little Slay the Spire in there. Little JRPG in there. Little Western RPG going on. Loot. Mm. Overworld stuff. It's good. It's real good. All I'm right. Look it up. Yeah, and that'll end up on Steam. They all their stuff ends up on Steam at some point. Um, all right. Finally, before we get to uh, what we're playing here, oh, Bo Bo went mute and probably killed his connection. It's like I'm done with this. He's. <laughs> I was I was into it when they were talking about PC games. You're gonna talk about the Switch. Yeah, as soon as we bring up that here. Switch, I bet he muted himself. That's probably what happened. Bo, yeah. you there? Yeah, I'm here. I, you... Yes, I muted myself. I wouldn't want my clacking on my keyboard to like be all up on the show. Yeah, mute. I'm gonna, I, like I'm literally. Let me look up Steam World Quest and see what it looks like, and then I muted and I went away. Yeah, I think you'd like Steam World Quest, even though it made you go away. I think you'll like it. Yeah. Uh, Bo, or some is this from Bo? This Assassin's Creed Unity positive review thing. Yeah, I saw that. I just want really to glad you put this in here because. When they had the the fire in um, Notre Dame, when was that? About a month ago now. Seems um, like a month ago. Yeah. Ubisoft immediately, for just as a nice gesture, you know, they're from there. It's a French based studio, or you know, it's where they originated. Um, they put out Assassin's Creed Unity, which is the one set in France, and uh, gave it to everybody for free. Um. And it didn't, when that game came out, if you guys remember, did not review great, mainly because of serious glitches and issues. It was the first Assassin's Creed written entirely for next generation hardware. Um, Black Flag was the one before this. And by every comparison, it was nowhere near as good as Black Flag in terms of, you know, how well it launched or whatever. And um, because everybody kind of dismissed it, everyone kind of forgot about it. Now that everybody's got it in their hands again, they're like, oh, you know what? This is a pretty good Assassin's Creed game. Why, why did this get so much heat? Well, they fixed the problems long since then. It's an older game now, but um, you found this at, or this Polygon review where they gave it a they they basically call it a positive review bomb of Assassin's Creed Unity. So so yeah, like um, usually Steam users, we've talked a lot about how they go to pages and you know give negative reviews because of some issue, right? Uh-huh. Like uh, Borderlands Three being exclusive now on Epic. That's this is a space intended for reviews, but mm-hmm. here we are, you know, protesting and using it not what it's meant for. And it's like the similar problem. Like, this is a place for reviews, so don't just go endorsing something because they did something. Like, how do we deal with that as well? Like, because it's a positive thing, our feelings might be mixed on it, where it's like, yeah, but they're being positive. But like, it still doesn't necessarily serve a review of the game. <laughs> right 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 so that's part of the conversation i think that's here so it's like we feel conflicted about that stuff i think the article goes into the depth about what that means yeah they're talking uh, about the negative ones for metro exodus because of the epic game store exclusivity they're also pissed off about borderlands 3 going to epic first and so they're both those cases were review bombed and obviously in the negative uh, but here, according to this, on April 17th, Ubisoft made this thing free, but they also gave away 500,000 euros 
uh, to help with the restoration of Notre Dame. It's harder. It's harder to get mad at the positive ones, but you're right, and they're right. It's still kind of an issue. <laughs> like yeah. it's still not a you know that's not a um, unbiased. It's not a review. Review. Yeah. <laughs> it just can't be. So that's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> I got this game for free. Yeah. Ten out of ten stars or whatever. But I do kind of want to. Like when I'm done with Odyssey, I'm going to just go to poke at it again. I want to see what's up. I don't know it, any of my it, French it, history, so you know, might be fun. It is a it is a cla- it is a classy move on the part of the developer, though. Yeah, pretty awesome. Plus, that game still looks really nice. It's a very pretty game. Well, and that's the other thing too is like they gave it away for free, and maybe it didn't review great at launch. But games get better with time, especially if they get patched. Depending on the developer, yeah. Um, Ubisoft's good so, about that. And that's it's not that old of a game, though. No, right? it came out twenty fifteen. No, fourteen. Yeah, that's not like it's not that old. The, the the jumps in technology in five years have not been that great. You can play a game from five years ago if you never knew it existed and be like totally yeah. think nothing of like this is a five year old game. We're in like two thousand. If it was a five year old game, you really felt it, right? Well, the um, game I find the, the games are not affected that way anymore. This the AC right game now. the year after that was Syndicate, and that was excellent. Um, that's the British one. Yeah. Like British uh, start of the, what were they been eight early eighteen hundreds I guess, start of the industrial revolution. Lots of smokestacks and stuff. It was cool. I liked it. Um, you could be a dude, you could be a dude or his sister, and that was the other complaint about Unity is you could only be a dude, and uh-huh. everyone freaked out that there was only it was a dude only option, and then the very next game they gave you a dude lady option. And then they skipped a year, and then Origins came out, and that was a dude-only option. And now they got uh, Odyssey, which is a dude and a lady. And I'll just say this. Pick the lady. Yeah. The if dude's a doe If you're playing the dude, you are playing a different game, and it is not as good. Sorry, what, what's the difference? Is it just the voice acting sucks, or yes. do they actually have a different story? She's so much better. It's the same story, but the girl is uh, Cassandra, who's played by an actual Greek actress. So that accent and stuff is all real. She's great. Like just, I have a crush on Cassandra. I can't help it. I don't usually get crushes on video game characters. I got something for Cassandra. I got something. No, she's amazing. Yeah. And she's just a fantastic character in general. Someone needs something. She just walks up, hands on hips. Yeah. Got a freaking cool voice. What do you need? Yeah. (laughs) What do you you need over here? It's like, ah, uh, we had somebody took my goat and ran into the river with it. Ah, don't worry. I'll go get your goat. It's like, she's just awesome. Yeah. There's no, but for the record, there is no quest where I have to get somebody's goat out of the river. That never happened. But yeah, you take my point. Mild Assassin's Creed Odyssey spoilers. (laughs) You do get to see a little bit of the guy, even if you pick the girl. And as soon as I saw that, because I picked Cassandra right out of the gate. So I didn't see a lot of the Alexio stuff. Yeah. But he does show up. Again, light spoilers if you play as her and he showed up and i was like really that's the guy oh boy did i dodge a bullet with this yeah he's a twerp and then if it's and if you chose him you would see her in that in that role just flipped and i don't want that because i like her so much hmm. so if you play aco place cassandra she's awesome and she's a badass and also, this Assassin's Creed has the best arm vein tech of all the Assassin's Creeds. That's just a little side note from Scott. <laughs> arm no, vein tech. No, yeah. he's not. He's not wrong. There's a lot of vein. There's veins game. on people's arms. 
Um, yeah, I'm watching a video right now. I'm staring at Cassandra's like inside of her elbow, and there's like these giant veins on the inside she has of her elbow. Blue veins everywhere, and so does everybody. But it's they're just really quality texturing with the veins. <laughs> it's a weird thing to focus on, but I noticed them. I can't help it. All right, that's all I got for that. And that's a cool thing. So check that out. Here's this. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey has taken up a bunch of my time. I've been streaming it. Um, I've said all I probably need to say today about it, but it's great. And I also got for review, where is it? Right here. Hold on a second. The, oh, I have to unplug it. The Oculus Quest. Oh, look at you with the Quest. The Quest. Um, so far... It's pretty damned impressive. Um, I'm getting visuals out of this that I was getting out of my Rift. They're not Rift. Um, Carter, what's the other VR helmet we have? What? The Vive. Vive, thank you. So, nothing, go back to what you were doing. The Vive. I get, I get as good or better quality visuals out of this than I did the Vive, and it's completely untethered. No cables, no PC needed, no nothing. And the price on it? The price is, is $399. Well, that's a good price. Which isn't bad. Now, by all accounts, Oculus is losing money on every headset sold because they're trying to beef the market, which is fine with me. I would rather pay less. But that's why you're still paying, you know, around a grand for for Valve's uh, Index headset that's coming out. Um, Nobody's going to want to use VR for, like, to pay thousands of dollars every time there's a new one. Like no, it's got to be on the level of a Nintendo or something like that. And even the Rift S, which is the sequel to the Rift, uh, it's a lot like this, except it's tethered to a PC. Oh, I just turned it on. I didn't mean to. Um, but it has, um, but it's still only three ninety nine. So they're they're getting they're getting aggressive, and I like that. But my feeling is, if there's a future for all of us in VR one day, it will be smaller, always wireless. Uh, Never tethered to a bunch of crap. Like, that's how you get mass acceptance. And therefore, you get more traction, more developers, more games, more experiences, whatever. And so far, found it very impressive. I've only had it this afternoon, and I messed with it a whole bunch. And um, I fell over while I was on a roller coaster thing. So I was actually standing. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. It was, full, it was, full VR experience right Yeah. There. Oh, and that's the thing I wanted to mention. This does, so gone are the stupid satellite towers right this does full okay. inside out tracking so when you first put it That's on what it I was says, about to ask do you have to set up like a tracking area like devices for it i mean you no devices no but the game but this itself um, when it asks me or when i say i need to draw out what my space is it's just an option from within the menu with the controllers oh and it ships with these two uh, hold on these two um i forgot what they call them <laughs> penis holders the ri- <laughs> These Rift controllers. Well, they have a whole bunch of like hand. So they have everything to make a hand. You got hand the girthy work. size, I see. They have. <laughs> they have. Every, they have every button to simulate a hand in the world, right. and so you can point, you can grip, you can pick up stuff, and then hold the other hand can pinch it and take it away. And like, there's a lot of okay. that stuff going on. And this is these have been with the Rift for a while. These are the ones that are on the regular Rift as well. But anyway. Uh, what so are the, the hoops for, though? Because I was looking at a picture, and not, it, I guess you don't put your hands through them. No, you just do like the, you just do like this. Let's see, yeah, like so this. They must have sensors in them or something like that. Is yeah. that why they're? I they don't actually know. Band? I don't know what that's for. That's a really great question. 
And in the world, they render them out. you of what Jesus would do. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Why would they be that? Now I'm confused. What? What? What would Jesus? Because uh, I don't know. It looks like a WWJD bracelet. Oh yeah, kind of. Okay, fair enough. Sorry, I should have guessed. I should have known what you were saying. But anyway, uh, so you get uh, two of these, and um, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say. I'm sorry, something. I'm so distracted by this detail. It's just it's so strange. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, oh. So you take. It says, "All right, well, look at your floor. Is it low enough? If not, just take your controller down and touch the floor." Oh, okay, cool. We found your floor, and you're seeing this through a camera. So I'm actually seeing the outside world in this like weird infrared kind of. Splinter. Oh, it's got a camera built into the front of the headset. So yeah, you can multiple, multiple cameras on the front because it has to track your position from the inside out. So then what you do is you Ooh. take one of the controllers and on the floor, like you're spray painting, you just go and make a big circle around yourself or however big or small you want it to be. doesn't matter. And now you're done. And in the world, you now have full area movement. And if you get too close to one of the walls... In the virtual world, there's a little warning wall that comes up kind of Tron style and turns red like, don't come too close. You're going to smack into the real world over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you make it big enough, it doesn't matter. Um, but you can also just sit and do stuff. The point is you don't need trackers for it. There's no infrared. There's no something getting in the way. It's just the remotes, the head, the thing, and you, the body. Uh, and is there sound headphones like built into it? So built into it, there's sound coming into your ears and this kind of weird surround quality. I don't know how they're actually doing it. It's really cool. Um, but you can and also sorry, a headphone in there if you want. Do you, do you need a nearby computer or can you load things into it and take it on the go? It's a hundred percent on the go. You don't need a computer for it at all. In fact, you don't even have to use, you can use the headset to get the stuff you want. It's fully Wi-Fi enabled. Um, hmm. but if you want, you can use the app on your phone as well. They have an Android and iOS app and you can just go manage it there if you want. Um, hmm. doesn't matter either way, but, uh, yeah, no, the point of this thing is to, it is untethered. You take it where you want to take it. Um, is it going to have the power of a fully maxed out PC? No, but the games that are being built for both platforms are kind of the same. So it doesn't really matter. So like Beat Saber, you've seen Beat Saber before. Yeah, it's like yeah. the, the, the slashing stuff with the lightsaber looking thing. That's on yeah. here. Uh, and it's really good on here. Um, a whole bunch of games that are exclusive to it, plus some that you've played before or heard of, like... Uh, Robo Recall. And yes. So what's Super Shot? Or what's the one where... Um, super Hot. Super Hot. Super Hot. That one? Yeah. Uh, that's in there. Yeah. Um, they're, the but Netflix like app's can, really you, cool. <laughs> I like watching Netflix. When you're, when you're connected, you would you know download the games and then they can run independently from. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't need a PC or any of that. It's completely untethered. That's crazy. Yeah, that, that part's wow. crazy. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, that's, that's how big. it's got to be in the future. Like there's. Yeah, no, it does. That's that's an important part of. Hmm. So it sits somewhere power wise, you know, like capability wise, it sits somewhere between the original Rift and the Rift S, which hmm. is plenty good for me. And, and I want to, I'm trying to, my, my brain is support the platform that is the most forward facing. And that's the one right now, everything else that wants to tie yourself to 50 cords can bite me in the left testicle real hard. I don't want to do but that. But also be at like a reasonable price again. Well, plus it's a pain. Easier. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want towers. I don't want to, I don't want to do that anymore. And the, the rift one that connects your PC, there's no towers. It's got the same inside out tracking, which is nice, but 
your limit you have to plug in and, and i mean it's basically a switch but with goggles yeah kind of yeah right yeah you know if we can do it for switch i mean the chip that's get in skyrim there's... on switch we can we can get skyrim on a face mask the chip chip and or chips that are in there are faster than the switch but the, but yeah effectively you're but yeah i know but i'm just saying like we can we can do that right yeah. how's the weight is it weighty um, no i don't know what the total weight is i could probably look it up but it's I mean, it feels really well built and and sturdy, but it's not heavy. No, yeah, you don't feel uh, a strain on your neck after you use. I mean, I don't know how long a session should be, right? We're gamers. If we spend eight hours playing uh, Dalaran Heist, we're like okay with it. But I don't know that I want to spend eight hours playing Super Hot. No, you probably don't want to do that. But but also, probably. you know, and it charges with the USB C thing that it comes with, so it's just you know you just charge it. Um, I my biggest complaint is I have a giant fat head. And that's that's true no matter what I'm doing. Like this hat that I'm wearing barely fits me, and that's true yeah. of most hats I have. Like they either barely fit me or don't fit me at all. I have a big yeah. dumb head, and this fits. This has lots of adjustments, so it's been fine. Um, I just kind of have to stretch it out. So if somebody else wants to use it though, they're gonna have to tie. It's like driving a car; they got to move all the yeah. seat back, and you know. That's cool. I like it a lot so far. Um, I'll keep messing with it. I'm gonna. Do, I'm, I've uh, decided to do a full review for daily tech news show and so i wonder if elite there. dangerous will run on it because that's actually a pretty good vr experience probably i mean i don't know i mean i know it would on your pc because that's and that's the one advantage of the pc tethered one is there's a lot of vr games on or there's a lot of pc games that have vr modes and yeah, those will just yeah. obviously just kick right in this is different than that you got to load stuff onto this thing so it needs to be native to it okay but okay. to me that was a trade-off i can deal with because Truthfully, if I'm in front of a PC, I kind of rather just play PC ways. This is like something I'd want to take up to my bedroom and put on my head and lay back and watch Netflix for two hours. Can you, can you, can you, are there, I wonder, because it's been a while since I've used mine, but like one of the fun things was the, um, as it, it's basically strange days, but watching like not snuff videos, but as if you were there videos, like full 360, like, oh yeah. I don't know, in a roller coaster or just like there was one that was a, had, they had it on some guy's head. He was playing a hockey game somewhere in Canada. And it was just cool because you get the 3D experience. Of, you want to like, are they there? They, <laughs> some guy telling me off like two feet away, but it's, it's fake. It's yeah. like a cool new way to experience video. There's like a whole scene of experimenting with the 3D thing. And I'm sure everyone's just going to assume I'm talking about porn. That too, <laughs> I, I imagine. But, but the actual <laughs> video experience more on the lines of like i think of strange days where it's like you're kind of experiencing this thing but the fact that it's 3d really simulates or st stimulates a part of you that isn't uh you don't get from like 2d video to I, totally I agree fascinating. yeah there's a app called wander on there i keep saying okay. app and it's it is more of an app because it's kind of like an app store in there yeah. But um, it's that it's basically that it's all these like far-flung locations where you can just walk around in them freely and it's not, it's it's a yeah, it's some like, kind of combination. Like, of there's a photo. picture of Mount Everest, or you can yeah. have a 3D view of standing on the tallest peak of Mount Everest and see right. what that looks like. Right. That's a singular experience for with a VR headset versus looking at a picture or watching a film about it. Yeah, totally. Agree. With that kind of stuff, I'm really interested in like just 3D video of crazy spacewalk. Yeah. I mean, please give us a spacewalk video. I would so want to see that on a 3D headset. They've also got some cool like sculpture apps and painting apps where you can just in free space draw stuff and then export it out, even 3D print it later if you want to. 
like cool stuff like that for artists and creatives and stuff like this. And none of it, a lot of this isn't new. Like VR has been experiencing this for a while, but I mean, I was, I'm never motivated to mess with VR at home because it's a pain. I got to set up these towers. The vibe is a pain in my A. It's not working. Okay. Reset it. Okay, cool. Uh, what's not, why is that not working? Like it's a lot of that. The part I hate is where you're like, it doesn't load up and then you got to lift the helmet up and then look at your PC and figure out the settings, then lower it back down. Right. And then be like, I need to change a thing, but I can't see. Okay, let me lift the headset back up and figure out the thing. Then put the headset back down. Yeah. Then put the headset back up. That is really tedious. It so sucks. If you have less of that to do, then sign me up. A whole lot less than that. Absolutely. In fact, none of that. Like the There's idea. none of that. <laughs> you don't just you just put it on. Well, it sounds like even if you need to see, you can turn the cameras on and look outside without having to lift the thing up. Oh, totally. Know? Yeah. There's like a way to. I like that. There's a way to see the world. It all looks a little weird, trippy because you're seeing it through cameras. Uh, they're four directional cameras, but. It's weird. It's like you're, like you're inside I, of a, 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 like a want one, Iron Man suit. Yeah, it's really neat. Then the other cool thing is, I just think the price point is insane. Like three ninety nine. The price is crazy. point. I have I have no business spending a grand on, on a VR headset. Right. This is not happening. That was my take. No like I'm not doing it. Would that. Ha- it, would, it would have to literally make me a lasagna. it couldn't just simulate it for me to justify spending that kind of money i also sat next to i was watching uh, there's an app called uh, forgot the name of the app anyway it let me sit on a couch with some stranger and i can look at him (laughs) and he's a he's a he's just an avatar guy sitting there but he but it's a real dude he's got a little name over his head he sees gurp or whatever over my head and we're watching youtube videos like fail videos from fail army on this right. big screen in this fake room we're in. And I can actually lean over to that guy and say shit if I have a headphone with a little voice jack on it. Yeah. Actually, it may be built into this now. I don't know. But anyway, I would say, you know, hey, how's it going? And I just oftentimes it's just like guy going. Hur, hur, hur. Like, it's just kind of a weird mumbly dude. But it's weird. <laughs> like being able to sit in virtual space with other human beings is very weird. You may play that Darth Vader game, too. Yeah, I downloaded it. I haven't tried it yet, though. I heard it's cool. I want to hear how that uh, that is actually. I'm really curious. It's supposed it. to be good. So anyway, as my early oh, there's an Iron Man one coming too. Actually, yeah, the Iron Man game's coming to this, as well as the S. And what else? There was some other big announcement. Anyway, they got a bunch of stuff in the works. So I really hope that this this feels like a great new um, evolution in the tech. Uh, and I didn't get it the least bit dizzy or, or queasy or anything. None of that this time. I got a little bit of that with the Vive. But this thing is just like nothing. Just put it on and go. Uh, I didn't even have to adjust it, which is great. You, there's all these adjustments you can do to make it better fit your face. and I didn't have to do any of that. Is so. the Skyrim VR available for this? I don't know. It'd be cool if they did. Yeah. I mean, it, it's available on desktop for like a Vive or whatever. But I don't. I must don't be know. able to patch those kinds of games in, though. There must be something you can do. Yeah, I mean they have it on the Switch. I don't see why they couldn't hear. I mean it runs on the Switch. Holy cow! Why not here? Or I guess it's not VR on the Switch though. But still, well, it would be the VR package. But I imagine the Vive stuff. Yeah, you you must be able to do something to make that easily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the only down t- downside is that I've got this big library of PC games that may or may not have VR capability, and I can't use those for this. But I still find this more compelling and more usable than hooking up all my shit every time I want to do anything. And just, I just didn't do it because it's just too much work. I'm like, ah, I could do this or I could go run a rift in Diablo. Literally sounds more fun than setting up this 
the setup. Yeah, yeah. So I'm anyway. with you completely on this. Like, it has to be convenient. John? I have one. I can set it yeah. up anytime. I, the word setup gives me nightmares because I'm like, <laughs> I know I'll be spending an hour and a half fixing the lens crap and the driver. Eh, no, I just don't feel like doing it. Yeah, there's none of that with this. Think of it as owning a phone. It's just independent from, from all that. You're untethered. There's advantages and disadvantages, but I think that's the future of it. So I'm here. I'm here to. I'm here to embrace this, this middle space that we're in. Uh, John, tell me about. So I played a little of this too, but tell me about the Hearthstone business and how you felt about well, it. Dollar on before we do, there was one other game you streamed that I think you should talk about. Oh right! So I started. I streamed. Um, I've been streaming and <laughs> will continue to stream the Resident Evil Two remake thing. Is it just called Resident Evil 2, Bioshock 2, or Biohazard 2? Like, that's it, right? Yeah, it's just called Resident Evil 2, yeah. Okay, because I always think there's, like, enhanced or remastered or something, but they just straight up remade it. Um, I started playing it on Tuesday. We'll, uh, again, tomorrow be playing it and uh, doing that on screen. A stream? (laughs) Doing it on screen. (laughs) On screen. Yeah. Little little teaser there of what uh, you playing it is like, I think. I scream at all these games. It's it's real good so far, um, like you said, and it's it's I'm having both. It's weird. I'm having both like this nostalgia for the old game from way back in the day, and at the same time, it feels like I'm playing something completely new, uh, which is a weird feeling. You still yeah. heal yourself with herbs? Oh yeah, all that shit's still in there. Yeah, I don't love that stuff. But that's Resident Evil. Like that's straight up like bad, bad. <laughs> I picture that meme of Drake like med kit. No. So, <laughs> herbs. Yeah. <laughs> Into herbs, man. Uh, the There's supposed to be a mod that lets me have unlimited inventory. Okay, I heard you talk about this. You need to give up your dumb dream of uh, full inventory. <laughs> I want this it. Is, this is the biggest issue, Scott. Mm. You are going... So first of all, I you're going to... I'm sure you've heard people give you flack for deciding to play on easy. Yeah. I don't think that's a big deal. I understand why you did it. You play the way you want to play, man, except for the inventory. Well, they understand we'll get, it, too. We'll get into that. But I do want you to know that that decision to play on easy has done yourself a disservice Why to some that? degree. Why is that? Because you're running around with a handgun and with shotgun shells and with two stacks of bullets in your inventory. Yeah. Where me in that same position had a handgun with four bullets in it. <laughs> And that's, that's a key difference. That's two extra inventory slots that I have that you don't because you've got a mountain of bullets with which to shoot zombies. Yeah, but then you're never uh, going to kill a zombie again and it's a nightmare and I don't and that sounds terrible. I don't want to play that. <laughs> so here's the thing though. There is a reason for the limited inventory. Most of the things that this game does, it does for a reason. It starts you with six bullets. Yeah. There's a reason. They want to teach you to run away from the zombies. Yeah. It gives you a limited inventory because they want to teach you where the inventory boxes are because Mm -hmm. that's where you're safe from Mr. X later. And if you never go there, if you're just like, well, can't hold this, discard it, then you never go. And then when he's chasing you, you don't get a break because you don't know where to go. (laughs) Uh, So here's the thing. There are three areas. This is my tip to you. Okay. There are three areas in Resident Evil 2. Yeah. There's the police station, mm-hmm. the sewer, yeah. and uh, the facility. Yeah, that's pretty much it. 
when you are there, you spend a lot of time backtracking yeah. and going all over the place and going through the same areas multiple times. You don't have to pick everything up the second you see it. Yeah. It's okay to just go, <laughs> if you look at it, it even makes a little marker on your mini map saying, hey, here it is. If you need it, you can pull up your mini map and go, okay, there's ammo here. There's herbs here. There's whatever. And and you can just come back through and get it at your heart's content. And you're never that far from an inventory box. Just go drop it off. Yeah. So you're saying don't don't mod. Don't get the inventory mod. Don't don't mod. Don't oh, do it. God. And it sounds like here's, strategy to me. <laughs> here's the other thing. Also, don't think you have to take everything with you. I, I watched you in that video go, I don't know. I haven't really gotten attacked or hit by anything. Yeah. Yeah. Better walk around with a first aid spray and three herbs. <laughs> and I was like, why? Why are you carrying this with you? You literally just said you're not getting hit. Yeah, uh, you're right. Drop I, that stuff off. I'm you're, anal about fine. it. I'm anal about it because seven, seven ruined me. Because in seven, you want to keep everything and you mostly do want things with you. Like there's yeah. some of that, but, you know, and there's a lot of similarities, but. But seven was like always reminding me that, oh, you don't have the shit you need. Oh, go back and get it. It's in the thing, you know, and then figure out what I have to sacrifice to get it. I hate that. I hate fighting inventory. I know that's part of the stress of these games. It always has been, but I can't do it. And the hard mode meant you had to use typewriter ribbons again. No. Yeah. Well, no, don't play hard mode. No, I'll, I'll never no. do that again, ever. But I will say this. Usually, if you look at like key items, like you got the valve. Yeah. You know, or you got the the chain cutters and stuff. Usually, you know when you're going to need that. It's like, oh, I've been presented with X problem. Like you have a weapons key card or a locker key card right now. Yeah. Well, OK, if you're going to go to the weapons locker, you know, to bring that with you. And that would be a good time to have it. Otherwise, if you're not headed that way, yeah, don't carry it with you. And there are enough save inventory boxes around that. Yes, if you all of a sudden go. Ah, shit, I don't have that with me. It's maybe two rooms of walking through to get to. Plus, you've got enough ammo. Just unload on everything. You're not going to have to fight enemies. You're not going to have to dodge them. Just shoot them. You'll be fine. All right. I'm going to take your advice and be a little more. I don't know. I'll be a little less worried about that stuff. How about that? I think I think you can do it. I have faith in you. You don't have to use mods, and then you can walk out and you can go, yeah, beat that without a mod. Do you have to start over and use regular difficulty now? Oh no, no, he can play on easy. It's fine. You don't no, okay. no problem with the easy, okay? Because I usually it's do. Be, if it's a horror game, I'll play it on easy because I just cannot. I cannot do. I just need to be. I just need to play it. You know, like I can't. I can't be Mister Tryhard. <laughs> I think my favorite thing you did, though, in that stream, just to share a fun story from me watching you, yeah. was you go into a room and there's a flashbang grenade on the table <laughs> and you're all, oh, man, I want that grenade so bad. And your inventory was full and you're like, oh, gosh, dang it. But I want that grenade. So you try to use an herb up just to heal yourself, but you haven't taken any damage. So you can't even heal yourself. And you're like, all right, well, that's it. So you just throw out gunpowder <laughs> So you can pick up so you can pick up the grenade. Then you walk around the table and there's another gunpowder that you could have combined it with for ammo. And you go, oh, shit, I shouldn't have used that gunpowder. So then you finally go out and you get to the inventory box 
and you stashed the grenade. You didn't even keep carrying it around with you. Yeah, I put it in the thing. I didn't even use it. I mean, that's the problem is I went in there. I was I went in there ready for seven again, and it's the wrong approach. It's still scary. Like the scary bits are still getting me. It's not that. It's the the str- the strategy and the kind of uh, ebb and flow of that game is very different, and I need to approach it accordingly. <laughs> the strategy. All I remember is you shooting a woman's private area <laughs> over and over again, screaming like. <laughs> That thing, look, that thing ceased to be private the minute 400 bees took up residence in there. <laughs> that was no longer private to anything or anyone. I'm like, right, the strategy. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot him in the bee crotch. Unload every single shot you have of anything. Oh, seven still gives me the willies. All right, sorry, John, Hearthstone. Uh, it's Dalaran's heist. You and Bo, tell me about why I should care because I tried and I didn't like it. No, you should, if you don't like it, you shouldn't play it. There's nothing okay. to see here. All right. Yeah, it is it is the thing from Kobolds and Catacombs, but better and more fleshed out. Right. Addictive. I think I played nine hours straight yesterday. Yeah. I played what a I lot of it. I played a, a ton of I, it. I binged the entire two seasons of Barry and a bit of the first season of V while playing Dalaran Heist <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> That That's sounds how, great. Uh, that sounds like a great it, game. It, it was great. I was watching it on one thing. I was playing the other. It was it was a beautiful thing. Yeah, but it was a yeah. little too much. I was tired the next day. So, but tell is. me, is it worth? If I didn't love catacombs and kobolds or whatever it was, and that mode, and it was hoping they were going to do something a lot more, um, uh, slay the spire here. I'm going to be disappointed, aren't I? It's, it's not. It's everything, but lacking the dungeon crawl aspect of it. Like the the thing about roguelikes and slay the spire is that you're presented with random situations that you have to make the best of yeah in a very sort of in very piecemeal way like like you're in in these games you're getting small little increments and choices along the way over a protracted period of an adventure uh, this isn't that it's still eight bo- you you face eight combatants in in the Hearthstone world, so the enemies have decks, so the matches last long. It's just not, it's just not that. Yeah. Um, but what it does, the whole puzzle, playing weird decks versus AI bosses, it does really well, and it has lots of unlocks. Um, so that the idea that playing over again is rewarding. Uh, I think on heroic mode. There are up to you have a starter deck, but you can get up to four different starter decks, and mm-hmm. then three different hero powers for online classes. Only three of the classes are, and two of the wings are unlocked right now. But overall, it's if you enjoy the mode, this is going to give you way more variety. There's also a tavern you can visit where you can do other changes to your deck. So they really doubled down on the amount of choices you can make through one of these runs, but. But at the end of the day, it's still just eight AI bosses, and there isn't a sense of I'm deeper in the dungeon. We're like slay the spire. When you get to that third act, you're like, oh boy, I'm in the third act now. The monsters are getting really tough. Yeah, uh, I've I played like on slay the spire. I'm up to ascension level four. Yeah. So once you beat it, uh, slay the spire once, you can crank up the difficulty. I think up to 15, 12 or fifteen times. Yeah. So I'm only on four, and I can't beat it on four it's really hard but but that there's this incremental challenge to slay the spire that is a an endurance run Mm -hmm. that this isn't because it's still hearthstone and it's still rng you just lose i find my runs end in heroic mode uh just a random like just luck 
Yeah. Or I made a decision and then I got a boss deck that counters my thing and it wasn't. Yeah, I had yeah. I had exactly that. I got to my first treasure and it was now I may say this and some people may go, that was really awesome. But based on the descriptions, they were not very good choices. It was the uh, friggin Cadgar's head in a bubble. Like it's going to yeah. give me advice. I don't know what that does, but I was like, I don't know if I want that. Well, experimenting um, is part of the fun of a roguelike. So it, it I is, fall, but I, I that's a feature, not a bug. Right? I wasn't ready to commit to that. It was another one that just, it kind of sounded like garbage. I don't even remember what it was. Or I could take the thing that gave my minions permanent stealth. Right. And I was like, I don't really want to play that way, but I guess I will because that's the only treasure that sounds good. And so I ended up building a deck based entirely around that mechanic. Like, okay, I know they're going to be hitting the face every time, so I got double health later on. And I was really just building up a deck that really enhance this my minions will always be stealthy and then at the very end i got the boss that's boss power is summon a thing that does aoe damage to everything and even that's what the power is and so even all my stealth guys are now all dying and it just completely countered what i had built around and it was like Uh okay well i just went through all of this just to get to a boss that my deck isn't isn't going to work against so that stuff still happens but you know, when you win and when you have something that totally destroys the the bosses in return, you feel really good about it. Like, it's a good feeling. Also, normal mode, is, I find, at least for me, pretty easy. Yeah. I, I almost didn't never lost a run to eight wins or I lost it on the last match mm-hmm. on the normal modes. Um, the heroic modes are definitely the cheese, not fair. Just get blown out by stupid stuff. Um, but that's, you know, at least you can choose between heroic and normal difficulty. So if you're looking for a casual Hearthstone AI experience, that's the best one they've ever done, in my opinion. Yeah. They also, if you buy it, you get anomaly mode, which adds an extra layer of weird. It's a mutator, and the mutators are pretty fun too. So, all right. Fair enough. Uh, I like it. I paid the money for it. And if if paying money for this brings me down the road somewhere to a standalone slay the hearthstone uh hearth the spire slay the hearthstone hearth, hearth you know, the spire. If, yeah. if we can get that then that'd be great so i still keep throwing that criticism at it like yeah it's good but we're not there yet keep working mm. um so i definitely take i definitely take a blizzard quality slay the spire well it's yeah. definitely a better review than we gave the old one, so it's nice. I stopped playing Rage 2 because of it, basically. It took my attention away from Rage 2. Well, there you go. Uh, it's always there for you, though. Uh, how about um, Final Fantasy, what is it, 14? 14. Yeah. Yeah, how's that? Still uh, still going along in that, and that is, it's really fun. I, it's really hooked me. It it presents its story very much in just like a, it's chapters, you're working your way through it. And everybody kind of has the same story quest, so they're able to very clearly say, like, here's events, here's things you did, and recognize your character for things you did. You know, when when I go off and see the world and then I come back to my hometown and do quests in the in the hometown, they're like, man, it was feels like it was just yesterday you were here doing the other thing. And they talk about my exploits like I'm an actual hero and that is really really cool and i got to fight my first primal which was a really neat moment it's basically group content but there's a cool cutscene with your character leading up to it and i'm really digging the the thing that that game is doing i'm almost level 30 and wow. uh moving just, right along 
yeah, just plugging away at it. So I, I've really been loving my time with it. Good. That sounds great to me. Uh, Bo, oh, you said Rage 2 kind of fell off for Dollar and Well, Heist. it fell off big for Dollar and Heist. But Rage 2, we took a lot of shots at it last week. It's a pretty good game overall. Nice. In spite of all my misgivings, the shooting's fun. And it's in-quality shooting. You know, it's at that level. Uh, the powers make it trivial. I'm playing on the one below Nightmare, the difficulty below Nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's good. Like, I, I've definitely, you know, been enjoying my time playing it. It's just, it's at that middling level, but I, I felt like we were pretty hard on it last week. Yeah. Uh, but it is definitely, like, you know, a sale shooter, definitely worth it. And I um, just really like it. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, quick email. I don't know why I don't use this for emails. That's a good question. Because it's always questions, oh, right? That's a, yeah, I like it. We should use that. We throw it away every week at the end of the thing, but we should use it for an actual segment. Okay, so here you go. We have emails. That's a good question. Here we go. I like it. Uh, go to fil- go to frogpants.com slash core to leave your question or send us a uh, voicemail, 801-471-0462. We got one from somebody named Paul Patuti. Paul Patuti. Nice. Wrote in. Very short question. It says, hey, guys, here's a quick one for you. What is your least favorite genre of gaming in the world and why? That's an easy one for me. Tower defense. I hate tower defense. We'll always hate tower defense. (laughs) That was a softball, Paul Patootie. Yeah, it was. I mean, Bo, kind of earlier, uh, you seemed to not. It's not my least favorite. You're not open world guy much, but how do you, is open world your least favorite genre? Big bass fishing and all that genre (laughs) of game. Deer hunter, buck man, or whatever, like. Anything that looks like it's sports and fishing simulator, it gets in a, like I it should just go on the track. Like I would just quit video games if those are the only video games available. Big deer yeah, hunter I, buck man. Okay. I, I think for me it's it's mobile, which won't surprise anybody. But uh, to talk about something I haven't talked about, um, I would say probably sports games in general. Mm. Uh, I have found that while and and I know it's a popular, oh, we're going to pick on sports games, but it's not really that. It's I played a lot of sports growing up. And when I oh, play a baseball fancy. game or uh, <laughs> as short as I am, it's ridiculous. But a, a basketball game or something like that, all it really makes me want to do is go out and do the actual thing, oh, uh, which I probably should do, but I won't. So <laughs> like that's the that's the thing that it ultimately just comes down to is I, I sit, start playing a baseball game and I'm like, Oh man, this reminds me of playing baseball. That's what I'd rather be doing. Then I turned it off. But I had it had its time. Like I was a huge fan of Ken Griffey Jr. baseball mm-hmm. on the uh, SNES and mm-hmm. stuff like so wait, that. Sports games are your least favorite genre? Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, mobile is my least favorite genre. Well, I wouldn't call mobile. A, a genre. I would argue it's not a genre. Yeah, mobile's a platform. A platform but I, but John, John's hatred of mobile. It makes sense that you see it as a genre. I think that's okay. It is. It feels like a genre. How many stars did you get? You need this many stars to progress. We got uh, five currencies for you. Just go ahead and buy some crystals. It's the best value for you. Like it's uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe you're driving a truck in one and shooting ducks in other, but either way, I don't like it. Right. I, yeah. I don't know. You can, you can play XCOM on mobile. Yeah, yeah, I can also play it on PC, That's... and I would consider it. A <laughs> it's PC the better game. thing. I'm just saying, mobile has games that aren't that. Yeah, it's a platform <laughs> versus a. Okay, game. I, like I don't, I know, I hate what you are describing as well, John, but I have to give it. 
I have to give some respect that it's a platform. All right, then I'm going to just do the mobile bunny quotes. You know what I mean when I say mobile games, not games that somehow work out. I mean, I've been playing a crap ton of Hearthstone on my phone. Right. So clearly there's a mobile experience that I've been enjoying. Right. But that said, that's full of like dust and gold coins. And that's not that bad. It's bad. And (laughs) plus I'm just, I bought the, there's a blizzard bias. I bought the, I bought the solo adventure. I mean, I'm doing that. I'm not doing that. They gave me card packs. I opened them eventually. I got a legendary. Someone's like, good job. And I was like, I'm not going to do shit with this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know why you're congratulating. Where's the recycle bin in this application? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I might as well turn this to dust, except I have no use for the dust either. So whatever. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah. So I don't know. Sports games are kind of the genre that I just, I'm not going to go to or play uh, ever. I will Damn. play them if it's a good hockey game. I have I have rules about sports games. I'm kind of with you overall. But if it's a John good Madden hockey games. game, I'm really into a good hockey game. I like hockey. on video, In video game form specifically, I like hockey. Uh, it's been a while since i played one, but I'll go for one of those. And then the other thing I'll play is ridiculous sports games I'm into. Mut- yes. Mutant League football, Mutant League hockey, uh, freaking big he- uh, NBA jam. Like the Bastion people even made a game that could be lightly considered a sports game. Yeah. I can't remember what it was called. Pyre. Pyre. Yeah, that Pyre. game is super good. And that's kind of a sports game. Right. And I love it. Right. It's it. Eventually, they just kind of became more simulation and they just kind of got into sports fandom in a way that I wasn't on yeah. board with. And I just don't enjoy that. Yeah. Part. But you, you second you... second least favorite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because everyone's he kind of answered obvious things. Like I know Scott's Tower Defense. I want to know second least favorite. Oh, second least favorite for me. Oh, um, um, hmm. is is it just one genre? I don't like most fighting games, but I do really like some. But it's like I got a really genre. Like you don't like it. Yeah. yeah, like it's not a guarantee. If somebody puts out a fighting game, it's not a guarantee I'm going to like it. In fact, more often than not, I hmm. won't. But there are exceptions to the rule. Obviously, I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan, and uh, I really like the Injustice games. Basically, NetherRealm makes the fighting games I like because yeah. they put in big story modes, and that's for me. So I'm trying to think of one that what I would call second. It's hard. I mean, Tower Defense I, is really number one I, for me. I like a lot of genres. I don't think there's very many that I would just blanket statement say I don't. Yeah, like. I'm that way too, I think. Oh, I mean, like you could get into things like dating simulators. I don't exactly jump at all of those. Oh, yeah, I don't even uh, give a shit I, about those. I played that one that is not actually one, but it's disguised as one. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, the, the one you want me to play, the... Uh, Whatever it is. Doki Doki Literature Club. Yeah. That's it. That's the one. Bo knows it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I can't. I, mean, I, don't, I, 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 I look at those games with great interest, even though I haven't played any. But I'm always like the storybook games. I'm like. Mm. Oh, I know. I know. I got one. I don't like. Uh, and again, it's the adherence to simulation, I think. I don't like any game that is all about everything's super realistic where you need a yoke and a freaking head tracker. And a, I mean, I'm, oh, I'm not yeah. those people who are into it, man. I'm so glad there's a market for you out there. And I'm hundred percent behind you getting sense. into it. I have no desire to play. 
I don't want to. I don't want to play space games anymore where I have to do shit to land except go land here. Like I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> like just let me go and land. I don't care about your Newtonian physics or your freaking, uh, you know, left wing slightly higher than the right wing or any of those like games, especially like old airplanes or, or whatever, where you gotta like get under the hood and fix the freaking valve and know what all the switches mean. No, nah, nada, not for me. Those old those old PC games that would come with a fold out. With every button marked with what they did. Yes. No. I don't want it. Do not. Hmm. Do not like. There are some genres I used to hate that I like. No. I mean, there's there's some genres I like in theory, but I'm kind of tired of and need a break from. And that would be like, I have no desire to play an RTS right now, like at all. But I like RTSs, so it's a weird thing uh, where I just need I need some space on the RTS. Um. Yeah, need a good one to hit you, probably. Yeah, probably, but I don't know what that is. Like, StarCraft's about as good as you get, and I don't really feel like playing that. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. Um, the thought that third Dawn of War didn't really review Super no, well. No, it didn't. No. I played it. It's not good. It uh-huh. bummed me out because two was so good, dude. Oh my gosh, two was good. I do, and that's a, a so if there's a genre I'm a sucker for, it's anytime the word Warhammer is used. And I get excited to the point that I'll buy whatever trash game it is and then be sad after because it's not as good as I thought it would be. Sometimes they're good, but um, there are so many <laughs> Warhammer and Warhammer 40, especially 40K. I'm a complete sucker for it. There's something about that whole thing that just drives me. So all you have to do is announce you're making a Warhammer 40K game and I go, ooh, 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 and I have to go learn everything about it and decide if I'm going to buy it and when's that coming out. Like I do that every time. So that's whatever the opposite of being picky about your genre is. <laughs> I have that with Warhammer. Uh, anyway, thanks for your question, Paul Patuti. If that is indeed your real name, if you'd like to send an email in like him, it's, it's easy. Just go to frogpants.com slash core and uh, there's a little contact button. Boom, you're in. You can also leave us voicemails 801-471-0462 and that will do it for the show. A reminder, if you like what we do here, and you want to show your like to us in a very tangible way, you can head on over to patreon.com slash core show. It's also linked on our homepage. And when you go there, you can submit uh, your, your own little dollar here and there and say, hey, this is how I like paying back for this great show I like. If you haven't done it yet, consider it. we got some cool levels in there. It will be worth your time. Patreon.com slash core show. And like I said, frogpants.com slash core is the website. You can go there anytime. If you want to follow any of the three of us over there on the Twitter, you can do that as well. Core pod for the show. Uh, you can find why, what happened. Hold on. Something's being weird. Why is this not working? You need this to be playing. Why aren't you playing? Okay. That's great. Do you guys not hear that? You don't hear that. Do you? I don't hear it either. Ooh. Oh, you guys didn't oh, hear me because I turned all that off. All right. I'm an idiot. Anyway, uh, don't elbow your, your computer keyboard or it may mute the entire stream. <laughs> Uh, what was I saying? I forgot. Uh, you were saying uh, goodbye. <laughs> it was, Hello. but there was something I was adding to the end there, and I forgot. Well, we're going to play games, so stick around for that if you'd yeah. like to watch us play Heroes of the Storm, because that's coming up next with Kyle and Kristen and the three of us. So do stick around and uh, also catch our D&D show on the weekend at therewillbedungeons.com. That's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this 
at frogpants.com. I'm playing a game. 